solemnly swear that I am up to no good. Bum, bum, ba, bum, 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 bum. Let's do this. Welcome to another episode. I'm Molly. And I'm Alex. And this is Mapping the Marauders. I want a fun jingle for Mapping the Marauders because when we say it, it it's the same tune as we're going into the superverse. <laughs> and you guys have a fun little song. And so every time we say Mapping the Marauders, it makes me want to have a fun song. I mean, we do have a song um, that plays. Yeah, I know, but oh, that's true. Mapping the Marauders. Dun dum dun dum dun dum. Ching. <laughs> um, we're already on episode five, y'all. Episode five, mid-season okay. finale. We're well. I'm just kidding. We're past mid-season. I just was. Well, next week is Christmas. So I feel like that's usually like you know, mid-season sweeps. Yeah, that's but true. I don't know if that's really going to be our mid-season. <laughs> yeah. But um, we're post-Halloween, pre-Christmas. You know, most, that fun, fun time. Most trepidatious time. That's my favorite time of year. There's so much anticipation. Wow, you just stole that from me. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I was building... I'm so sorry. Anticipation. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. November to December through December. Best time of year. Yeah. I like the summer though. Also. Mm. (laughs) I feel like summer is not as fun when you're an adult. I'm having fun. I'm having a fine time. (laughs) To be fair, in LA, summer is the whole year. (laughs) Literally nothing has changed. And that's a first world problem. And I understand that. Um, No, as soon as it got warm out, like most afternoons, evenings, I'm like going outside, sitting on my hammock and listening to podcasts. That's nice. That's nice. And I love it. Love eating outside. I just, um, I like to be warm. <laughs> See, I like to be cold. But um, we're cold in in the uh, Yield Scotland Hogwarts. Yes, in Yield Scotland Hogwarts. And we've had some bad boys that were very bad last episode playing their pranks at Slughorn's Tea Party. <laughs> and... We're starting this episode in detention. Detention! We've got James, Sirius, and Sev um, in Slughorn's office. Um, What do you think their detention is? Like Uh, something for potions? I was about to say, maybe they have to organize the, the ingredients cupboard. Mm. a collaborative activity right and then they I feel like they could also like pinch some pinch some ingredients you know some supplies for later pranks 
that they have to do it without Severus finding out. But I definitely think Severus is doing the exact same thing. Like, I think that's going to be like the humor of the scene is that like Sirius and James are like whispering and they're all um, about like trying to sneak some things. And then Severus is like, looking over his shoulder to make sure he's not caught stealing some things. And I kind of love the history full circle of that, of like Severus being like, I'm accusing you of going through my stores. My stores, yeah, for Yeah, sure. and he certainly like snuck a few ingredients for some potions when he was in school to test out all of his theories for the Half-Blood Prince book. And of course, James and Sirius are being totally obnoxious. They're calling Severus Snivellus. Yeah, for sure. For sure. They offer him a tissue. And Snape's like biting back, but like he's by himself. You know, it's 2v1. He doesn't have the same bite, you know? Yeah. And I think, I don't know. I think Severus, when pushed like that might say things that he doesn't necessarily believe like repeating like Slytherin things just because he knows it'll get a rise out of them um I don't know if Severus has heard any things about Sirius and his family um yeah probably so I think he could like definitely be using that um against Sirius to negate him because I do think like James and Sirius are in a in the wrong in a lot of ways. I want to point that out for like the way they like target and bully Severus, but I don't think they targeted him out of nowhere. You know, like I definitely think Severus knows exactly which buttons to push with them. Yeah, I think it's like mutual mm-hmm. like and I think James and Sirius certainly take it to another level because I don't think Severus fights back in any way that like causes harm or humiliation you know like oh, we don't see any causes harm but maybe not humiliation I mean I just harm. I guess we just don't have like textual proof of that well but he we like tries for, to for our yes but I think for our like story we can do whatever we want but we can do whatever we want but I think he he would definitely try and like jinx them and like do harm in that way not like not sec well maybe sectism for I don't know but um oh that's interesting I think we have to do that later I think that makes a lot of sense yeah um I don't I well maybe this will be cut but I don't think he ever goes through through with it for sectism for but like I think he's he's perfectly willing to go pretty far especially later on no I mean I think he has to. I don't know who he does it to, but I think we have to see him do Septicempra on somebody because I think, because oh, he he recognizes it immediately. Well, it's his spell. He well, that's what I mean. He invents it. That's what I'm saying. He recognizes it immediately. So I think he has to have tested it out. I think it might, it could be like on like, a younger year later on you know like a first year or second year maybe Muggleborn like to prove himself to those to the guys or something like that 
But I do think that's like an interesting little note to keep in mind because I I definitely think he would have tested it out because when he sees Draco with it, he immediately knows the counter for it, like recognizes it and knows the counter for it. Oh yeah, I mean, I know that he, all of that, but I was just kind of thinking that like, he's like so disgusted that Harry did it almost to the point that's like, I didn't even use this I wouldn't so my enemy and you did like you piece of shit <laughs> but yeah. like I, I mean I think we should simmer and I don't think we have to make a decision um or on like that. that would be much later anyway or like maybe we do a repeat kind of of this of the scene and like it's a foreshadow for Snape's um whole story and that maybe he doesn't try it out maybe he invents the spell and then tells like the guys that he's trying to impress and they use it and he um and he yeah. like pulls back and saves the person he like before, uses the counter the, yeah. the counter or he figures out the counter i think actually that makes a lot of sense and that's not snape apology i think you make a lot of good sense molly and that he is really disgusted um when harry uses it and i also think he's disgusted with himself for even inventing it yeah yeah like i don't think he's proud of the the prince book no um yeah i mean i'm i also might we might change our minds but like that was my first thought was like he maybe doesn't use it but like all to say I think he would very much cause them some pain and suffering. Okay. No, no, no. I, I think you're making great points all around. Um, um, but maybe like right now it's pretty tame. Oh yeah. We're, we're first years. <laughs> we're first years. We're just doing some little, some taunts. Snivellus is born. Yeah. They have maybe, they can do like a couple of like harmless jinxes, but yeah um but they're I think also like Slugcorn is like present so they're not doing like too much I feel like Slugcorn is like in you know how there's like that classroom and then the stores are I think Slugcorn's like sitting grading in the yeah class. they're like around the corner or something yeah. yeah exactly like he yeah he's not like observing them every move but like they are right. being chaperoned right this is just some flavor for me <laughs> is I feel like uh, as before they're leaving, we see like someone come out of um, Slughorn's fireplace and they look really sketchy and they're like whispering <laughs> with Slughorn and some things are being exchanged and uh or, or not exchanged but like as soon as Slughorn sees him he like immediately bursts into the cupboard that they're organizing and is like all right detention over and like has them leave because he's getting like not necessarily legal potions and ingredients um that person may or may not be um someone that we see later in the original series mundungi mundungus fletcher um the only 
thing I would change is that maybe he's a seventh year student and Slughorn's like using the students to do this because I'm gonna just be a stickler like you can't um just flew into Hogwarts willy-nilly I mean you can in Umbridge's they can do the talking thing oh and then they can they do it in McGonagall's office but it's like specially set up for them to like flew into her office you don't think that Slughorn has has it set up like they I mean it was like temporary for them to get Oh, that makes sense. I, Sorry, I, I now I'm being like such a dick. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. You're you're right. I mean, you can't operate in and out of Hogwarts. It would be dumb if you could flew in and out of Hogwarts. You're right. You're right. Okay. So I just dung is old. So I don't think he can be a seven year seventh year, but maybe he can. That maybe makes him not like, that old. Yeah, that makes him like 40 in the main series. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. I just, I'm thinking of the actor, but I know they age up the adults, so it doesn't really matter. Let me just look at his age on the wiki. Not that it matters. I think that's a fun thing that he's a senior. And then I like that Mundungus has an early history too of being sneaky. Yes. Mundungus furniture. Why isn't your age on the wiki? He's ageless. Also, it makes sense that like, well, I guess because he was in the order the first time, but like Sirius like knows who he is. Right. Okay, it says he's born prior to 1975. Okay, great. That's fine. understood (laughs) yeah I think him being like six years older than them is fine yeah Uh, half blood (laughs) good to know Slytherin I'm assuming I'm assuming (laughs) uh but it uh doesn't say on here I also think it'd be fun if he was like a Ravenclaw because he's like yeah, but I think he's, around. he's so like, uh, I feel like he's scrappy like a Slytherin. Like that's more like Slytherin logic. No, like, for sure. I just thought, thought it would be people on the nose. Smarts and like is adaptable and things like that. Yeah, no, I think it makes more sense that he's a Slytherin. Yeah. I just wanted and, a like, bad and- Ravenclaw, you know, a baddie. I mean, we had baddies. Ravenclaws were really bad a couple episodes ago. Mean they were our- mean. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get, we'll, we're going to get, get you an amazing Ravenclaw in here somewhere. You just, you wait. I'm waiting. <laughs> um, okay. So Mundung- an older student, possibly Mundungus Fletcher, comes in with a delivery and Slickering scooches them out. And um, Snape goes one way, James and Sirius go the other, and um, they run into one little rat on their way home from school. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, how, how does this scene take place? Where are they finding him? I think that 
oh, I think they go past the statue where he's been being led to by the stairs over and over again. Mm -hmm. And they like just kind of walk up to him and he gets like super spooked. He like yelps in like fear. He's like, ah, like, like, they actually like, you know, talk to him and like, and he doesn't, he's so freaked out by whatever's like haunting him that he's not even like realizing like what a big deal this is that they're like engaged in this conversation. (laughs) Yes. And I think he just like word vomits the whole thing out like, or no, no, because he, he confronts them. He's like, we had in the notes. Yeah. So he, he'd be like, is this you guys? So freaked out. And they're like, oh my God, what's wrong? And he's like, like, you don't know. Like, yeah. da, 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 da. and he like, because he's out of fear, like he would never do that, like on a normal day, but out of fear, he's like, like, you don't know, like something is haunting me and it's, you're, you're playing a joke and it's not funny. And he's like, and yes, and this morning I got stuck on the stairs. I don't even know how you did that. (laughs) And they're like, okay, well, let's take this one step at a time. The stairs (laughs) are jinxed. (laughs) They're like, don't you know about the sinking staircase? (laughs) They explain that it's not them, but they're going to, you know, to prove it to him, they're going to help him figure out whatever this is they're bored they need an activity (laughs) and just for flavor uh Sirius uh puts uh a um an elbow on Remus uh Remus's (laughs) uh Freudian slip um on James's uh shoulder and he puts his wand in his mouth and he goes dramatically to blow out the smoke like it's a cigar and he goes well on the case (laughs) don't you worry wormy how are we gonna oh we have to figure out how they get all their nicknames oh wait we can't do that until they're in a magus never mind well what comes first you know the name and then that translates to the animal or do they do the animal first I think it's got to be the animal first otherwise it's too cheesy because they can't predict that James is going to be a I thought they choose which animal they're gonna uh, I think you not you like the magic like picks your animal for you oh interesting yeah it's like it's like similar to Patronuses is how I've always understood it Everything I'm seeing says you cannot choose your animal form. I just had a quick goog. A googan? A googanheim. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, sounds good. So yeah, well, that'll come naturally. Although they'll probably already be calling Lupin Mooney. Yeah, that makes sense. So James and Sirius and Peter start retracing their steps around the school, which also gives us a fun opportunity to go around some of our the school things adventure would it be an appropriate time for them to run into sir cadogan yes i was literally about to say that like you read my mind okay and also and this might be too corny but i don't care and i know you won't (laughs) you're like alex is already corny (laughs) 
<laughs> I think that they should also pick up Remus along the way and he decides to help them and this is like the precursor like them all doing something together before they're actually like friends I think that's really cute and I think yeah they go out of their way to do it they're like no I think they have to see him and be like oh we should you know get Oh, yes. Okay, so they're going to the dorm to get, like, supplies or whatever. Well, I'm thinking, like, they start, like, the three of them, and they're, like, doing stuff, and then, like, Sir Sir Cadogan's, like, maybe taking them around, and then they end up somewhere else, and they run into Remus, and they're like, oh, we should, you know, get him involved, like, that kind of thing. That way they have some time with Peter to do. No, yeah, no, they should have some alone time with Peter, but that's what I meant. Like, at post-Sir Cadogan, they go to the dorm to get supplies I don't know what those supplies are (laughs) wait I need a little refresher on the Peter mystery what evidence do we have so far um he's hearing a voice that's saying Peter oh yes Peter the spirit is like forcing the um stairs to go round and round and it always ends up at the same spot Mm-hmm. and maybe peter hasn't realized that yet but one of them asks they're like well where did you go the first time and then he it's takes Lupin. them there oh yeah somebody figures out well, it's big brain it's got to be big brain mooney um he's the brains of the operation and then so then they um realize after okay so where did you go the second time and then Peter does the whole thing and takes them back to the exact That's same the exact spot. same. <laughs> <laughs> need a big brain for it. <laughs> that's really funny, actually. Never mind. So that's the first take. That's without even Remus that's being. Pre-Cadugan, even. <laughs> Pre-Cadugan. Maybe Cadugan's like watching them do it. And then he's like, it looks like you're on a quest. Are you boys dim? You look like you're having trouble on your quest. <laughs> Maybe what they use Lupin for is to research who the statue of the witch is. Mm, yes. Because he's always like reading when they see him. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's also when Cadogan is like, oh, yes, well, I know this witch and I can tell you all about it. And he's like rambling and then they're like trying to ditch him and they're like, oh, well, we have to get something in the dorm. And then they run into Lupin and then they're like, mm-hmm. You need to help us. What do you yes. know about this witch? And I think Lupin is secretly excited. Yeah. Um. So the real question is, does Lupin go to the library or does he already have a dusty book like under his bed? That like, has... I kind of want him to like recognize the name of the witch and be like, I think I know who that is. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I know who that is. And then, because uh, I don't want to. the book. Yeah. And then he like goes into under, he like crawls under his dorm bed and like pulls it out. And like his trunk is basically all books. <laughs> and he has a little book. And I kind of love that because it's different than Hermione. Like he's a yeah. different kind of like, I feel like in spe- he doesn't know it because of research like we've seen him in og serious 
an OG series, I'm so sorry, an OG series, he can spin a tale that Lupin, you know, yeah. he, he can tell a story. So I feel like instead of just reading like encyclopedia books, like he reads like autobiographies and things like yeah. that, you know, like he knows the witch because he's read her story and then he like fully details this whole story for them. I think there has to be some things that he doesn't know yet and they do have to do more research that way next episode they have to like put off doing like whatever the seance thing is. Oh yes of course I know I, I when I say he's like telling him them the story that's what I mean by he like reads like I guess not an autobiography maybe it's just like a profile on her like in one of his books he has like her story and it's very like story like so it's missing details so he doesn't know like everything he just knows her like her fable I guess her fabled tale yeah totally I'm with you 100% and then do we also want to do the Quidditch game in this episode I think this episode but like a new day yeah (laughs) this has been a long day for our boys big day lots of adventuring I think uh, for the Quidditch game, uh, it's the first game of the season. Who's it against? Gryffindor and Hufflepuff. Gryffindor and the Puffs. Okay. I think the Quidditch game, we should shift gears and go to the gals. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Never mind. So, Oh, sorry. Were you going to say something else? No, not anymore. Who's our sporty girl? Which one is our sporty girl? Oh, um, Dorcas, I think. Badass Quidditch, confident. Perfect. Great. So I think Dorcas has been up since like 5 a.m. I don't know when this Quidditch game is, but she's so excited. So (laughs) she's up. She's decked out in Gryffindor. She has red... um, face paint like on her cheeks red and gold on her cheeks and she's gone down to breakfast brought up uh uh brought up like this sack full of like muffins and bagels and and when it hits like an appropriate time she's just gonna go everybody up or something like that or do a whistle or something I don't know what's more magical than that help me with flavor um maybe yeah she like waves her wand and like it makes like some sort of uh oh yeah like red and gold confetti with a little yeah like doo-doo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah with a little tutu and then everybody is like oh what are you doing Uh, maybe even Marlene is like, what the? And, and Dorcas is like, quit it! And then um, uh, she throws them their breakfast items and we cut to the game. Or maybe it's better, smoother, if we just cut to the game after she says, quit it! No, I mean, and I want, like, to see their reactions. Like, Marlene's, like, not thrilled about Quidditch. And Lily and Mary are, like, I think Mary gets hit in the head with a muffin. No. 
We have to be nicer to poor Mary. No, no, no. She gets hit in the head with a muffin and like, but it hits her like in the mouth. And then she like licks her lips and goes, poppy seed. (laughs) My favorite. (laughs) And well, yeah, maybe they're like running out of the dorm and they do run into the boys and they're all excited too. Yes. And then we cut to the game. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I've got a, I've got more fun flavor. <laughs> so when they run into the boys, I think um, James and Dorcas, I think Dorcas should go right over to James and see that he's just as like excited about the Quidditch match. And uh, um. And she goes, so like, what's, who's, who's your money on? Blah, 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 blah. And then they start, and then like, they're immediately huddled together, walking like ahead of everybody else, like talking like strategy and like, who's good on the team. And James is like, I've been watching practices. And Dorcas is like, I have too. I love this. I love their little friendship on this. Yeah. And I think, uh, um Alice and Frank are on the Gryffindor team you think they are that's what I've decided okay I think it's funny if Neville instincts but it's not my I I think both of them I think I think just one is on the team maybe just Alice is on the team (laughs) I like they both can't be like sporty and then Neville be Neville. I think that's what's funny. Sometimes you just can't help who your kids are. Like right. I'm my I'm my parents' child. Right. But their names are like Frank and Alice Longbottom. Well, her name is Alice Fortescue. Yeah. I, I'm fine with Alice being on I the think, team. yeah, Alice is on the team. And Frank is like very sweetly like the biggest cheerleader yes there are they together have we decided are they already together I don't know but either way he's rooting for Al oh of course of course he has a poster and everything James is favorite Quidditch player <laughs> or Alice's favorite Quidditch player oh. <laughs> and I feel like our 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 group our gang lang so I feel like James and Dorcas are sitting right next to each other because they've and then the rest of the gang sort of piles in um around them in the stands I think that Sirius and Marlene could care less they're like why am I up so early for this right and Peter and Lupin are like interested Peter's trying to get in with James and Dorcas for sure and I think Lupin yeah is just like sitting I think it goes in terms of like the seating arrangements I think James is on the end and then it's Dorcas and then it's Peter and then it's Lupin who is like interested I think Lupin likes Quidditch I think Lupin's excited because he's never been allowed to see Quidditch before probably yeah so I think Lupin's like into it. And then like, I don't know, Marlene, maybe she brought some like black nail polish to the stands and is like giving Sirius a manicure. <laughs> yeah, I, I see them like, During, up, like in the far back, like up against like the fence sitting. Yeah. Very yeah. cool. <laughs> yes, of course, of course. Um, And then Mary is right so I guess then Mary is next to 
I think Mary, Lily, and Lupin are all maybe sitting kind of near each other. Yes, and Lily is sitting right next to Lupin for reasons that are, I love Lily and Lupin being friends. (laughs) It's one of my favorites. Yeah, so I don't, I don't, I'm sorry, I don't remember what you said, but I'm picturing like very top of the row is um, Marley and Sirius up Mm -hmm. against the wall. Next level is James, Dorcas, and Peter, and then the right below them is like Mary, Lily, and Remus. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking all of them except Marlene and Sirius were on the top row, like, and and then, sorry, sorry. I was thinking all of them besides Marlene and Sirius were in one row together, like in a line, but either that works too. I think, I think that's more visually interesting watching Peter, like try and get into the conversation from above their heads is I think more interesting than him sitting right next to them. So, oh, I'm sorry. I still had Peter right next to them, but like, oh. Okay, either way. It really, like... It doesn't matter. I don't... I can really visualize this. I think that's why I... I've been visualizing it, too, but... Um, I think... I think this is so cute. Our first Quidditch game. And then I think it ends on a little... This has been a fun episode, and I think it has to end on a downer, because this is when, after the Quidditch game, um, let's say Hufflepuff wins... I love that for them. But wait, 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 wait. Where is Sev? Is Sev going to try and sit next to Lily? I don't think so. Yeah. Too I many think Gryffindors. Mhm. Um, I think so. Let's put a pin in that because I think Lily's going to be like, "I thought you were going to meet me for the game." And he's going to be like, "Well, you were with, you know." Yeah. So, well, as everyone is leaving, Lily runs into Severus, asks where he was, didn't, didn't want to sit with the G's, but then, um, because I am assuming like the Slytherins and Gryffindors are kind of filing out together. Mm-hmm. And Narcissa pulls Sirius aside under mm-hmm. the stadium and is like, look, I'm going to lay it down for you. Yes. And I think right before she does that, she like does like a little look down at Marlene's fresh nail polish. <laughs> yeah. Not only is it nail polish, but it's muggle nail polish. But anyway, I think she does. And then she has a serious talk about the family. And Sirius is going to be very, I think, um, snarky. But I think we can tell that. Like nervous. He's nervous. Um, So she's basically, to catch everyone up, because I think we might have talked about this like offline, that um narcissus like warning Sirius that his family doesn't know that he's in Gryffindor and he needs to tell them because if he doesn't she's going to 
And then I think Sirius is going to say something like, I assumed that you already had. And she's like, you think I want to be the bearer of the bad news to let them know that the first Black in uh, generations has uh, been sorted into Gryffindor? I don't think so. You're lucky that um, I talked Lucius out of telling his family, like, this is on you. Yeah. But like, I will if I have to, because I'm but not like, going to keep lying. Right, exactly. But I'm not going to go down for keeping your secret. Yeah. You're not in my house. <laughs> <laughs> Basically. But I think she does still have familial loyalty to him. Yeah, and that's why they're having this conversation. Right. And we know, like... Narcissa has certainly had her faults, but one thing we can say about her is that she is loyal to family, um, for better or for worse. Yeah. So he's being a little difficult, but then like levels with her and is like, fine, I'll sell them over Christmas. Mm-hmm. And then I, I think she could end with like preferably. <laughs> I don't know why I'm doing so much dialogue in this episode. <laughs> Preferably before the feast, your mother's whatever insert dish here is to die for. Except for not to die for, because it's a trite phrase. Also, I don't think his mother cooks. Uh, <clears throat> creatures dish is to die for. Yes. Good catch, good catch. Uh, Fred Wolfa or whatever. No, that's not serious. That's not what I'm saying. That's uh, Walburga. Oh, yeah, Walburga. And so we end on that note because this has been a very fun and upbeat episode and we can't have that. <laughs> Gotta end sad with the Marauders. And it, up until this point, Sirius was planning on staying at Hogwarts for Christmas, but now he has to change plans. Yes. And we'll be doing... Oh, wait, what do we want to name this episode? Oh, yeah, we have to name it. Should we name it after the witch? Mm-hmm. Or something else? No, 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 that's good. Let me look up what the witch's name is. Gunhilda of Gorsmore. Oof. Was a That's a mouthful. <laughs> she was a healer and developed the cure for dragon pox, which makes even more sense that Lupin would know it because it's like in the health world. Yes, that makes a lot of sense. He oh my gosh. saw it at St. Mungo's, like saw her name. Yes. Oh yes. My gosh. And that then he got it. Out- so well so well and then he went to like the like the library there and got his little book I like the idea that um and this is like a really subtle thing I don't even know that we know this about Lupin to this point that he's just like um a low level like kleptomaniac but only for books oh that's cute Increíble. All right, so um, haven't gotten a lot of notes, y'all, on what you think of this um, format. So 
drop us a line, you know, send us. Please do. I hope you're listening. It's been really fun to do this and we're going to continue it either way. (laughs) But explain it to people. I'm like, look, it's really high concept and this is how it works. (laughs) Yes. Um, so yeah, keep, keep tuning in at the very least. And, uh, we'll all be having a happy Christmas next episode. Stay magical. Charmed, I'm sure. Mischief managed. Bum, 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 bum.